Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today we welcome industry veteran and education guru, John A. Hoda. John has over 22 years experience in the industry and is the writer of the three book set, How to Rocket Your Private Investigation Business. He's also a columnist for PI Magazine and is the host of the successful podcast, My Favorite Detective Stories. John sits down with Matt to discuss techniques on how to grow your business and he highlights his private investigation coaching business. John is a go-to resource for training and coaching. This episode is brought to you by Satellite Investigations and ScopeNow.com. Make sure to visit the website to learn all about the new and exciting upgrades of ScopeNow 3.0. S-K-O-P-E-N-O-W.com. ScopeNow.com. Don't forget to mention promo code PIP19 when you visit the site and sign up to receive a 10% discount. That's PIP19. Now, let's sit down and get to business with John and Matt. Here's our host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome to the next episode of PI Perspectives. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I am really, really excited. I have the honor and the privilege to uh, speak on the phone today with John A. Hoda who uh, has a great, great podcast and just gotten a lot of inspiration. He's probably one of the reasons that I started doing podcasting. John actually uh, graduated uh, with a uh, Bachelor of Science in Criminology. He's a former police officer and insurance fraud investigator. About 22 years in business, he's uh, sat on the board for NALI and the Connecticut Association of Licensed Private Investigators. Definitely has uh, a ton of experience and lots of stuff to talk about. So I want to welcome to the program. John A. Hoda. John, how you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. I'm excited to have you here. Like I said, I've, I've listened to your program for quite some time, and you're definitely an inspiration for me on getting uh, the spotlight on certain investigators throughout the country and just understanding what they do and getting their perspectives on things. So it's an incredible honor for me uh, personally to have you here today and, and talk to you. So I, I just want to thank you for taking the time. Oh, you're quite welcome. No problem. I laid a little bit on the, on the groundwork of your background. Tell me a little more about you know how you got into the business and uh, what you've seen in, in the time that you've been doing this. Okay. Back in 96, 97, I was a uh, SIU manager for an insurance company and I was vending out quite a bit of work to private investigators. And when I saw how much money I was vending out to private investigators to do not even some of the heavy lifting like I was doing for the insurance company I was with, I said, um, yeah, I think I can do this. So with my uh, years of experience and my bachelor's degree, I pulled my own license and my very first company was Independent Special Investigations. And it spoke the name. I was independent and I was doing special investigations. And my idea was to create a business from uh, Bangor to Baltimore. I wanted to create a super regional, you know, with my headquarters here in Connecticut, almost exclusively working for insurance companies and their uh, fraud attorneys. And uh, part of it was that I was going to create uh, a team of very highly skilled investigators, but I was going to not take people that were already in the business. I was going to start them from the ground up and teach them in my methods. And uh, that worked out very well. And I was growing like gangbusters. I was up to nine people. And then uh, two national firms came on the scene and with their uh, marketing, high, high powered uh, marketing, uh, going directly to uh, the vice presidents of claims at the various insurance companies, they created two uh, two-year contracts with those companies, and overnight 
55% of my work evaporated like within 60 days. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, try to make payroll when uh, you're only flying on two out of your four engines. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, can, uh, I can understand that. And the, the credit line will only take you so far, right? Yes. And for me, that is when I learned about business. <laughs> because up until that point in time, I had been putting all of my effort into uh, becoming a better craftsman at the craft of being a uh, insurance fraud investigator and teaching my people how to be better investigators. And I spent little time uh, understanding business and understanding marketing and e- even little things like cash flow. Little things, like the things that kill you if you don't have any more cash. And that's kind of hard. That was a hard experience to learn because now it wasn't um, a period of where I was double digit growth every quarter. Now I was like, oh, my God, I'm starting to uh, uh, retrench. I had to uh, watch it very, very carefully. So uh, it was a lot of learning there. Yeah. And uh, shortly afterwards, uh, I had to actually uh, let go of independent special investigations. And I became a generalist here in uh, Connecticut under uh, Squire Investigations. And it was during that time period that I learned about criminal defense work and went out and got uh, more training in criminal defense work with our friend uh, Brandon Perrin at the uh, Criminal Defense Investigative Training Council. Yeah, he's great. Brandon definitely knows his stuff. Absolutely. And then I also began learning more about business. I went and had coaching done with an outfit called Action Coaching. And I was in a group of uh, a group coaching session with a pest control guy, a landlord tenant lawyer, a guy that wanted to uh, sell used cars online, uh, a heating and uh, air conditioning uh, repair specialist. And I can't remember the fifth person, but it was a real diverse group. It sounds like a BNI group. Almost, you know, but it was, it was such that, um, and I also went to BNI groups too. BNI was great for me. Yeah. Yep. And I went to, uh, chamber of commerce leads groups too. And I, this is the things I started to learn and slowly my business picked up until I got into what I consider to be my bright, shiny object. I had to do a, a missing air case for an attorney finding heirs to an estate. Uh, where the heir would receive a lot of money. And after the money ran out from the estate for me to find that person, the attorney said, why don't you go try to find that person yourself? And I said, well, who's going to pay me? And the lawyer said, don't worry about it. If you find the person, you sign them up to a contract. And for a percentage of your uh, of their take, you receive a fee, a contingency fee. Right. And I said, I can do that? And the lawyer said, yeah. And I said, it's legal? And he said, yeah. So I, I started dabbling on that friday afternoons i'd work my butt off during the week monday through thursday right and then on fridays i'd start on uh hoda genealogy and that quickly became international missing air so i'm, I'm going to jump in real quick so one of the yeah. things that that i remember in, in one of your prior podcasts you were talking about the uh the low bono and how you yeah. dedicated a certain amount of time to work on on cases like that. I thought that was awesome, man. Just really, uh, really cool. And this seems like a, a little bit of low, low bono with a potentially big payoff uh, if you were able to connect the dots. Oh, absolutely. And we did on a very big case here in Connecticut, and I tried to launch nationally. And that's where I went from being a big fish in a little pond in Connecticut, and I became a guppy in a shark pool around the rest of the country. And I learned, you know, I should have done a better proof of concept on it, but I was making good money. I was finding cases like in Nashville, Tennessee. I found a case in San Diego where the heirs were down in Guadalajara, Mexico. I mean, I I was finding cases all throughout the United States, but they weren't enough 
and I was doing a big cash burn uh, with my infrastructure, with my employees, trying to find these cases and get them to court and then get them to pay off. And then you'd go into court and then find out at the last minute that another heir came forward that you weren't even aware of and they would take everything. Or uh, the law was in that particular state did not favor your client and you're, uh, you're spending a lot of money uh, chasing less and less money. And I found out that during that time period that I could not sustain uh, the level I did. So I took what money I had off the table from International Missing Airfinders and I made uh, Elm City Detectives, which was, again, going back to being a general uh, generalist here in Connecticut in the greater New Haven area. Elm City is uh, the nickname for New Haven. Okay. And uh, so I did that. And then uh, during that time period, my son, who had been working with me on and off over the years, had gone to work for another company. And they merged with a, a different company, and he was out of a job because of the merger. He was their operations manager, right. and uh, they and it was a duplicate job with the other company, so they laid him off. And uh, I said, well, "Why don't you come back with me, and we'll try to make a go of it?" And we did. So we now branded as Hoda Investigations. We work primarily in the P2P vertical, which is professional to professional. Right. We work almost exclusively uh, with personal injury attorneys. Uh, and some business attorneys. Uh, we used to work a lot with criminal defense attorneys, but that's where some of the low bono work came in. Right. Uh, quite frankly, we could only do about uh, 160 hours a year or 40 hours a quarter on the low bono stuff because, well, my uh, utilities weren't going to accept 21 cents on the dollar the yeah. way I was getting paid for my <laughs> the low bono work. Right. So. Yeah, mortgage, mortgage, mortgage company wants to be, be paid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and as my son has been taking over the business and he's doing more of the heavy lifting, we've also hired an Eagle Scout who we knew from our troop pack, uh, yeah, troop pack back in the day. Um, and he works with us part-time doing some of the uh, locates and subpoena service and some of the easier jobs. And he's getting better. And and now we have this like nice little thing and I'm able to finally get out of fulfillment. Sure. Um, and, and that's, that's a term that business people use, right. whether it's, um, you know, widgets or services or products. Uh, I'm pretty much out of fulfillment now. I still have, like I was telling you before we got on, I still have a couple innocence project cases still on my desk. Right. I promised these guys that I was going to work it until, um, the cases, you know, got well on their ways completely through the courts and all their appeals were exhausted or they got out of jail. Yeah. So, um, yesterday so, uh, so, I did that. So you've been doing this for, for 22 years. I mean, when did you first yeah. make that decision that you wanted to try and get out of fulfillment and, and kind of transition yourself into your position of what exactly your day to day looks like? Uh, 2018. Okay. And, and because part of it was, was that uh, and I did that. I went from full time to half time in 2018. And now I'm a couple hours a day, uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, I'm pretty much the backroom operation for the company. Right. Uh, part of me still liked being uh, the investigator. He still liked being the guy on the street, uh, still liked doing that work. And But then I realized after 42 years uh, of investigations, going back to when I was a patrolman in 1976, I decided that I wanted to move into other areas of my life. And I started transitioning into what I called my um, second career. Right. And that meant my podcast, which uh, is called My Favorite Detective Stories. Correct. And uh, that's a neat name for it. Yeah, it's awesome. And, Love it. 
and then you can find that on all your basic podcatchers like you know, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blueberry, or whoever, right. and uh, or through my website, johnhoda.com. And I've, I'm up to 85 episodes now and going strong. I'm booked with uh, clients that are, are guests that are going to be uh, on the show and through uh, mid February. And I really enjoy that. And then that's, that's, uh, it's a hobby. That's a little expensive, but <laughs> I, I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> yeah. But I feel your it pain. does have, it does, it does have a, it does have a true benefit and I'll get into that in a second in that I, I am talking to a lot of private investigators right. and over the last couple of years, my passion for writing blossomed and I've been writing both nonfiction as well as fiction. Right. And my nonfiction books were how to launch a private investigations business, 90 days to lift off, how to market a private investigations business, five hours a week, really how to boost your private investigations business, earn $1,000 every working day. And the three of them are in a compendium call how to rocket your private investigations business. Yeah. And the, for, uh, for, the, the uh, for folks listening, we're, we're going to give links to all that stuff in the, uh, in the bio uh, for the show. So they'll be able to go and get that stuff. Um, really That's great. Easy. I really, yeah. I really appreciate that. And I got some great blurbs. I got some wonderful uh, testimonials for uh, the website. I mean, for the, um, for the books right. uh, from some heavy hitters in our business. And that was, that really was nice to get that validation from my peeps before you know, I, I oh, launched totally. the book. I mean, listen, I can, uh, I can give a, you a testimonial right here with the, uh, the ultimate guide for taking statements that uh, DVD and I, uh, you know, I took a look at it and had my staff take a look at it. And I thought there were some really good uh, tips in there and, and techniques. I found it to be very helpful. So I definitely recommend that as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That was a labor of love uh, 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And I think the, the, the information is still very current. Definitely. There's, not, there's nothing that's uh, antiquated in it whatsoever. I did make some changes from, you know, you were put the tape in the tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to make that change to uh, turn your cell phone on. You know, no more eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I still have some. I still have some. Great, great. All right, we're going to jump out real quick. We just take a, a quick break, and when we jump back in, I want to talk to you more about your um, your coaching and, the, and this new transition of uh, this two year journey into uh, into what you're doing. So we'll, we'll cover that a little more detail. So we're gonna we'll uh, take a, a quick jump out. And we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Satellite Investigations in New York City. Satellite Investigations is New York's leading investigation firm since 2005. Check out the newsletter archives for previous articles and publications. Matt is also available to be booked as a speaker for your association or conference events. You can visit their site at satellitepi.com. That's satellitepi.com for more details. Now back to Matt with his special guest, John A. Hoda. So we are back here uh, with John A. Hoda, uh, who is the PI coach. John, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit uh, about this uh, coaching business that you have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The foundation to it were the books. And uh, I always thought that the books would be the books as a business card approach to this. And that a few months later, uh, so the books came out in April of this year. And in September of this year, I started um, having a few people as free clients so that they could test my systems and processes and make sure things worked. 
and that I could make sure that when I did have paying clients that everything worked right and, and did well. And though in exchange for that free coaching, they gave me testimonials uh, for the website, which was wonderful. They, they absolutely loved to, to do it. And I found that I really, really was jazzed with uh, coaching private investigators. Part of it was because of my, uh, my own going to the school of hard knocks. I didn't go get a master's degree or MBA. Right. I, I really didn't go for any education. Uh, secondary education in business. All of it was uh, learning uh, where I could to become a better business person providing private investigative services. And that was the, the mind switch that happened eight, nine years ago. And I got really entrepreneurial and I really felt that uh, I, w- I wanted to learn more and more about the business of, of providing a service. And in our case, uh, private investigation services. So I found that doing this, I really enjoy it. And I'm able to, to get very quickly to the issues that need to be discussed. And then we do it in a and, uh, half hour check-ins and hourly sessions. We record them uh, uh, through uh, a, a recording program that I have. Um, and then we also uh, have a shared Dropbox and a project uh, database where our comments go back and forth through the month. And I have several uh, paying clients now for PI coaching. Great. And and part of it is also is that I'm looking to um, market this to as a pre-conference eight-hour or six-hour course, uh, pre or post-conference uh, at the, some of the major conferences that private investigation associations have around sure. the country. Yeah, you get to travel. What better better weather? You know, good stuff like that. And then also I'm thinking of, of also uh, being invited by a PI association or, or, or two adjoining state PI associations to uh, go to like an airport hotel where everybody can gather, eight or nine people can gather, and I can do a one-day uh, session. Um, oh. And that to me, I think, uh, is as effective as what I was doing do in the, uh, the pre-conference cases. Right now, my plan is to create a, uh, the eight-hour day around what's called the one-page marketing plan, right. and that the attendees would come in and uh, start out cold. Everybody would, would kind of gather in their own groups, whether they're professional or professional or business to cons- uh, consumer or business to business, and they would huddle together, and, and we would talk uh, generally across those verticals, and they would then dive deeper and deeper. And at the end of the day, they would have a one-page marketing plan that they could put into place the following day. That's a fantastic so, idea. Really, you good. know, for several, you know, several hundred dollars. And I'm thinking of pricing the day for about four ninety-five for the day, eight-hour day. I would, you know, have a Uber bring in uh, subways or something, you know, for lunch, so we can have a working lunch. Right. And honestly, I, I think that's that would be great. And it, w- it would work, you know, with, um, with PI associations as well. Uh, definitely uh, look forward to hearing more about that. I think that's great. And, you know, it's so nice that, you know, there are all different types of folks out there. And the more and more I get into the podcasting, the more I, I kind of take a look and see who's out there. There are really some folks out there that have a passion, just like you do, uh, for, uh, for education and, and making sure that there's a certain standard in our industry of, of how we do things. Because I think that's one of the... One of the biggest challenges, you know, that, that folks get it when they get into this industry is, you know, it's usually a second career, right? They've, they've just 
completed law enforcement, I think for the most part, and, and nobody tells them how to run a business. You know, nobody tells them, you know, hey, you, you got to understand accounting and uh, and how all this works. And, and yeah, you have your professional skills that you've gained in your, you know, 15 to 20 years of experience. But now you got to you got to learn, learn how to run a business here. And I think there's real value in that. It's a uh, it's, it's a great thing to do. I commend you for it. The more and more I'm, I'm getting into this, the more I'm seeing that there are certain folks out there that really have a passion for it. And I think uh, it's helpful for everybody. You know, it's a win win. Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate that. I, I know that for me, uh, I feel that uh, if I can make another private investigator's path a little smoother and a little straighter because I've already uh, blazed the trail, then uh, I'm happy to do so. And, and it, it's very rewarding to be able to help somebody that really is a good investigator, but is going to lose their business because they don't understand their business. Oh yeah. No, there's plenty out there. Yeah. It's, it happens yeah. all the time. Oh, the percentages, I think, uh, I think it's 85% within the first two years. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, uh, horrendous. Um, one of the things that I made sure to do was, uh, work with, uh, one of the ENO insurance agents. Uh, I don't know if you know, Mike Yergi. Uh, um, I know the name. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, he has my books uh, at the tables at the various conferences because for him, it's, it's worthwhile for him to have his clients continue to renew their policies. Year that would year. be very helpful. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he sees a value to it there that, you know, if there's some training for a private investigator that they can stay in business, he keep, he gets his renewals. Right. So uh, I've done that with Mike and I, I continue to write with uh, PI magazine. Right. Yeah. That was the other thing I was going to mention. So you're, you're a columnist uh, with them now too, right? A regular contributor. Yes. It's PI marketing. The tagline is survive and thrive. Yeah. And uh, every time they publish, I'm out there with, um, I'm out there with a, uh, with a new, uh, with a new article uh, on the subject. And I try to, to go from the nutsy boltsy stuff, you know, that you can really just apply. You can just like uh, rip the, pages out of the book and then put it on your wall and then you can use them. Right. And then the other ones are more mindset issues. And I'm finding out that if you don't know what you don't know, I can train you. That's one thing. And I like that. But a lot of times it's overcoming resistance. And it's also saying to people, look, you know, you're in business. So there's some business things that you have to do. Right. You have to, you know, you have to have an accounting software. You need to have an assignment log. You need to have a CRM and customer relationship management. Uh, These are things that you need in order for you to uh, survive and thrive in business. And they're mindset issues. So I bounce back and forth in the issues with that. And then those uh, articles are nicely uh, found on my picoach.com website. I also have a a free PDF at the picoach.com. It's called the four fatal mistakes private investigators make in business. And it's a free one. All you need to do is give me your email address and on every week I'll have a new tip for you. So right. that's my, my way of doing that too, for people as well. Yeah. So, so Jim and Nicole have been great. I mean, uh, I, I obviously uh, folks know I, I have a, a pretty good relationship with them and Jim and uh, Jim and Nicole being the editors of PI magazine, of PI magazine. <laughs> correct. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually going to be contributing as well. Um, several, oh, good. yeah, several things. I'm doing uh, something on podcasting, and uh, they're they're giving me a, a column of 
for uh, PI perspectives as well. So just to kind of, nice. uh, yeah, to, to hammer in and really, uh, you know, bring up issues and talk about topics and there'll be some case studies in there as well. So it's just such a great, um, magazine to, to, to have in your back pocket and you can get it digitally or, um, have the hard copy. They, they go, they, they go both ways. So, uh, you definitely want to check out their, uh, their website and, um, Get that information. Oh, sure. No, I, I find that I read it cover to cover every month, and I have done so since I was a, a novice PI back yeah. in uh, um, back in uh, uh, <laughs> September of 97. Has it been that long? Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, where's the time going? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And, and, you know, all these things that you were talking about, the, you know, the, the business acumen and the things that you really learned to, need, uh, to know how to do, it, what's amazing is, you know, back in the day, you needed to have other people do that stuff for you. So you needed to have this, the staff behind you, this infrastructure, but now with te- right. technology, so much mm-hmm. of this stuff you can actually do yourself. Like you don't have to have this big, huge company to do it correctly. And you kind of grow yourself into it. Oh, for sure. And, and the thing is, uh, depending on how you, you, you create your business, you just, you determine how much, uh, back room you want to do, how much fulfillment you want to do and how much you want to outsource. Now there are some things you want to outsource as quickly as possible. And I think, uh, the PIs are going to, uh, say what, when I tell them that the first thing that you as a business owner have to do, if you want to own a business is to get out of fulfillment and, or, uh, limit your fulfillment to just pick and choose to cherry pick the cases that you want to work. It's so hard when they're used to you doing the work, right? So you, you almost have to like, um, you got to prepare your clients, you know, and that, that was something I struggled with when I started making that transition. Two things, right? A, you got to hire good people, right? So if you're going to, if you're going to make that move, you're going to have to pay somebody really well that essentially needs to be you who doesn't own a business, right? That's the perfect employee, in my opinion, right? The guy who's going right. to be like the mirror of you, but has no designs to run his own business or do his own thing. And he wants to leave all that backend stuff to you, right? That's And, and no bad habits. Right. Yeah, no bad habits. I think uh, me personally, I, I think I would rather, uh, I would rather train from the ground up yeah. And go and go for people that have a lot of the intangibles. I've done you know, both yeah. ca- character and I've done and, both both uh, models. It's uh, yeah, and there's there's definitely pluses and minuses to both. So if you get somebody yeah. that's like right out of school, and I've done that too. I mean, I, I graduated from John Jay College in New York City, which is a criminal justice school. And when you know the first uh, twelve years, thirteen years in, in business, you know, I always went back to John Jay, and I hired people who just came out had their degrees and people that, uh, that were waiters and waitresses, people that had did a lot of customer service and had that ability to interact with people. And obviously bilingual in New York, I need it, right? So you needed to be Spanish speaking, you need to have a right. good customer service background. And then I taught you what an investigator does and, and what the law is. So when you're going out and you're meeting with people, you can actually educate them. And I've had employees for, you know, seven years, nine years, five years, four years, you know, they, they grow with me. Um, and that's a great model to have, but I also reached the point where, uh, when it, when it was getting time for Matt to say, like, I don't want to go out and be in the field every day now that I had to make that move to go hire somebody that had a little more experience that could, could do that kind of work that, uh, that I'm doing and just has that, that trained eye. Right. And then that, yeah. that, that that's yeah. how you're, you know, and 
you were able to say like, you're not paying my hourly, you're paying for my expertise, right? This is someone who, you know, was maybe a state trooper and did accident reconstruction and he can go and work on a car accident case and really give you a good idea of what you're looking at because that's his domain space, right? That's his expertise. And you can charge a premium for that, right? So, And and that hopefully he still has gas in the tank. And there are times when I say, well, when you hire a retired cop, there's a five letter word in that. Yeah. The attorney looks at me funny. I say tired. <laughs> right. And, you know, so I'm not retired from anything. This is my job. This is what I do for a living. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to belittle or besmirch any, you know, retired anybody. Oh, no. If they no, still no, if they have gas in the tank. Yeah. yeah. If they want to have gas in the tank and they want to go out there and make a living, God love them. And I'm more than happy to help them. But, you know, a lot of times, you know what you're dealing with when you're in competition. And you're, deti- you know, you're, you're, you're competing with a lot of retired coppers right. and you know, the, t- the word tired plays a lot of, into that sometimes. And I think you can use that as a marketing wedge that you have a lot of gas in your tank and you're ready to rock and roll. And you're going to go out there on a Friday afternoon and do the work or a holiday weekend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's no longer Matt going out and doing it because I had my fair share and I'm sure you do too. I know you were just talking about serving subpoenas nice and early in the morning the other day on, on your oh, yeah. uh, episode on Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to go out and do it, you know, but also, yeah. you know, being able to have the people, um, uh, the staff available to go out and, uh, and handle these things are, it's, it's really important. And that's the stage where I'm in my business, right? So I'm making the transition also. I'll never be a hundred percent off the road because on those big heavy cases, you just, you want to keep yourself fresh and you want to, um, you know, still understand how to do that. And for me, it's like technology, right? So all this new technology, all these uh, computer searches and things like that. I love that stuff. So I'll never like stop doing that because it's, to me, it's fascinating, you know? And I'm, and I'm not going to disagree with you on that at all, but it's, it's now that it's, you don't wake up in the morning and fill your day with investigative leads. Instead, you've already have a calendar that you have blocks of time set aside. And if it means, you know, a block of time to go do an investigation, it's a block of time to do an investigation. But then there's other blocks of times to do other things, such as marketing and working on your business. Podcasting, you know, (laughs) all that good stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And like this afternoon, I, I'm, I'm talking with you, but then I have two podcast guests this afternoon, and I also have a webinar that I'm going to be listening to. So You're an inspiration, yeah, so, sir. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I had an administrative assistant or an executive assistant once said, and I don't know if this was a accolade or if it was a uh, tongue-in-cheek barb, but um, she said, he's like the ever, uh, the energizer bunny. He just, uh, he never stops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, when it's your business okay. though, when you, when you have that interest, you're, I don't, I don't know if you're the same way, but for me, like, I don't mind it. You know, like to me, I'm so driven. I just want to get it done. I want to get it done right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to succeed, you know, um, and, and I'm not going to argue with that drive and, and that time when you're focused on work, you'd be focused on work. Right. I found that, uh, I'm trying to also have a work life balance and that's why yes, the, yep. the new stuff is coming in, like the fiction writing yeah, that I great. mentioned and the podcasting. Uh, I schedule time. Uh, I schedule Wednesday afternoons, uh, for, uh, writing. I schedule Sunday afternoons for my fiction writing. I have, I have a writer's group that I go to every Wednesday night. I get feedback on my latest writing, how I can get better at it. Uh, and that's, that's going to be a paying hobby. My fiction writing is going to be, uh, I'm working on that. One of the webinars I'm listening to today is about, uh, sales funnels as it relates to fiction books. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so you, you've um, just told every investigator that's, that's surveying you 
where you're going to be. So you, you set them yeah, up nicely. For sure. That's great. And I think you bring up a good point about the whole work, uh, work-life balance. That's something that's, um, that's really important. And it's something as, you know, when you, when you have a startup, when you're a small business owner and you're the only guy doing everything, it's a lot harder to do it. But as you get bigger, you know, being able to, to make that transition, it's important. Like for me, I, I like to write music. I play an instrument and I always make sure that I have time to do that as well. I'm a much better person to be around when I get to do my hobbies. My, my children are happier when they see dad more, obviously. Uh, Absolutely. So, so being able to do that is, is really important. No, and, and to your point, I have scheduled on my calendar Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays from eleven thirty to twelve fifteen. I have weightlifting, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays from eleven thirty to one thirty. Uh, in the middle of that is two yoga sessions. So wow. I try to stay strong. I try to stay flexible. Uh, my wife is helping me with my diet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're, they're good uh, like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I, as I as you as you saw uh, last week at the Society of uh, Professional Investigators, nice. I, I felt like I was out of prison. Yeah, you know, eating all that pasta. I'm not going to tell uh, everybody how many pieces of bread you had, John. We're we're good. Yeah. Your, your secret is yeah. safe with me. No, and the and the cannoli pie. Oh my! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking now, about, sir. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, right? I have no recollection. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and that that was cool, and I, and I was glad you were able to come out and 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 come check that out. So you know right. that that goes back to the whole networking thing. That that pretty much you know anybody that's been in the business for a while is going to tell you you have to network and you have to do it, and and that really helped you with your ability to to cover. Uh, from Bangor all the way down to Baltimore, right? So mm-hmm. you know, establishing yep. those re- relationships. Obviously, John A. Hode is not hopping in a car and going down to Chaps uh, Pit Beef every other week to you know get a sandwich. You, you know people. No, down there, right? that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and that's that's good. Man, you have to establish those relationships. One of the things too, you you were talking about on your podcast recently about going to seminars. And really understanding that you have to take the time to network as well. Yes, you're learning material, you're learning how to do new things, but man, you really need to like sit at that table and not eat your lunch. You need to, you know, take a couple of bites and talk to the guy next to you or the girl next to you. Hey, what do you do? Absolutely. Where are you from? You know, like to me, that's like getting the money's worth out of what you're paying. You're paying a good amount of money to be at this particular thing. It's more than just learning, uh, you know, how to do your, your investigations better. You're establishing those those long term relationships. Oh, and and that just paid off for me in spades the other day. I I needed to do a rush assignment in Puerto Rico to find a, a person and get paperwork in front of them in like three days. And uh, Fernando Ferdinand, who was a, a, a person that uh, hosted an Intellinet conference in Puerto Rico, was the person I went to. And he uh, was able to have somebody do exactly what I needed to do. He charged me a fair price. And my client is happy uh, for the work that we did. Did I charge a premium for doing that because it was a rush and that because of my expertise? Yes. And uh, so I made money. Fernando made money. The client's happy. You can't go wrong with that. That's a win you know? for everybody. You know? and, that, and that's that's a great model to have, right? So it's almost like, believe me, I understand it's a tough pill to swallow, right? So I'm paying money to go to a seminar. I'm paying my travel. I'm paying my hotel. That's two or three days. I'm not actually working, so now I'm losing income that way. You can't look at it that way. You know, you got to look no. at it like, you know, I'm establishing relationships. I'm building my network. I'm I'm making that more valuable by by missing two days of work. 
You know, yes. really, you're, you're making your brand much more valuable by making that sacrifice and uh, investing in it and getting the most out of it. Right. While you're there, making sure that you're you're not just sitting in a corner reading your, your yeah. emails and catching up. on Exactly. You know? No, I mean, I, I can tell you that uh, I cannot think of a single conference that I've ever attended. And I'm, I'm choosy right. that I've ever attended that I didn't come back with something that I could immediately apply right. to. Uh, work that I had within the next six weeks that I came back with, I could come back with new or different services that could provide a wider range of clients based upon the expertise of other people for which I could have an affiliate marketing share with. Right. Uh, like bug sweeping is an example. So, uh, forensic cell phone examination is another. Sure. Um, things like that. And then uh, on top of that, like being able to call uh, somebody in Tallahassee who can give me a referral to a guy that is in Timbuktu in Northern Florida right. that ends up being the, the uh, surveillance operative that get, catches the workers comp claimant uh, roofing his house. That's so, uh, I mean, that's Bert yeah. down there, right? Is it Bert Hodge? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a great episode Bert, too. Bert gave me, Bert gave me a local PI out in God's country you know, Florida, uh, south of the Georgia border. Right. And, uh, we were able to get, uh, he was able to get video of the guy, um, who s supposedly had a seven figure claim for, uh, balance and, uh, and not being able to walk. Right. So, yeah, I mean, here's a situation where I have a, a, a claim that is a seven figure claim, uh, for a, a claimant saying that they can't uh, work or do anything because of balance issues and literally can't walk. Uh, they fall down and, uh, the, uh, workers comp, uh, lawyers had us, uh, follow a guy up here in Connecticut and found out that he was no longer in Connecticut, but living in some obscure town in Florida and Bert Hodge out at, uh, state information bureau was able to give me a referral to a, uh, good private investigator who got video of the guy, uh, carrying shingles up a ladder and roofing a house. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, not so much for his claim. Right. 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 Yeah. So, but if it wasn't for Bert, I wouldn't. And if I didn't know Bert from going to you know, many, many NALI conferences, then, uh, I wouldn't have, uh, been able to trust him for his referral, uh, sight unseen to a guy out in the hinterland of, uh, Northern Florida. Right. So yeah, all these, yeah. all these associations are really important, you know, and, and definitely, you know, do your due diligence, take a look and see what fits best for you. I mean, at a bare minimum, your state association is really important. Um, yeah. but I encourage for folks to, uh, to, to spread out and, and really take a look at the national ones too, or even the international, like the world association of detectives. I've used them, you know, uh, people networking through, through there to handle things overseas that have hit home runs for me. I could have never even imagined to do that work overseas. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, here, here I am, I'm making money on it. The person's doing a great job, making a good good, uh, uh, you know, salary on, on doing whatever they're doing and everybody's happy. So I get to call Matt the next time I have something in Ubekistan yeah. and, uh, you can get me in touch with the, the, the guy that does work in Ubekistan and, uh, we can, I may get know that a guy. Accomplished. I actually, yeah. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, let me know. you see, you see, you it's see, funny. that's how, that's how it works. We, exactly. we share a little bit of, um, low calorie food at a, at a restaurant and we sit down together and, uh, now I know I have a friend that is a connection to get me that or to do that for me. And, 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 and reverse too, yeah. you know, for me here in Connecticut. So right. yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to wind down things here. So why don't you um, give me one more time how folks can get a hold of you and uh, how they can reach you? Yeah, the best way to reach me is through the website, uh, www.thepicoach, all one word, picoach.com. There uh, you have a place to uh, leave your contact information and also uh, look at any of the uh, tips that I have for private investigation work and also get a free copy of the uh, four fatal mistakes private investigators make. And then I'm good at uh, John at the PI coach.com. PI coach.com. Okay. And again, folks, we're going to have the link up there in the, uh, in the bio for you to do that. And uh, yeah, one thing I do want to mention about the coaching, it's not just for guys or girls that are starting their own business. If you've been at this for, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years and you're languishing or, or you feel like you want to you know steer your company in another direction or try something different reach out to john and, and uh, i encourage you to to hear what he's got to say and see if this program's you know the right uh, right fit for you i'm sure you'll you'll talk to anybody right yeah one last well one, also one last plug too is that i'm also talking uh with private investigators how to do their end of career planning succession right. in other words they're getting to that point where they're starting to put the pieces in a place to, to close their business. And they're not sure how they want to do it and how they can uh, drag their equity and their, and get their brand to pay them years after they retire. And uh, I'm working on with uh, PIs on how to do uh, succession planning too. So that's uh, something that a lot of guys and gals don't think about is like, what am I going to do at the end? Am I just going to turn off the lights and close the door behind me? Or am I going to sell my business list or, can I sell it to my employees or what can I do? Yeah. And, and I guess getting the max value for that too, right? You do, you know, if you, if absolutely. you lay the groundwork correctly, you know, you'll be able to either tap out or just be less involved and still get something out of it. Whereas if you're just saving everything for the last minute, you know, you, you may end up selling your business for pennies on a dollar. You don't even realize it. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, a lot of, and a lot of people don't even think about, uh, getting any equity out of their business. They just think that, uh, you know, they'll have another two or three more months of receivables coming in and that's it. Right. Well, no, you, you have a brand, you've just established, uh, uh, a name, you've got clients, uh, you do good work. Uh, and then there's things that, uh, there's a value to all that. You've worked hard to earn all that. And it just doesn't go away when you, when you stop being in the fulfillment stage. So yeah, so I just mentioned that because that's another area where I'm able to help out successful private investigators. It's how do you how do you uh, put move the uh, the chairs around on the on the deck uh, before you decide that you want to dock the ship. That's awesome. That's so. really uh, that, that's great that you're uh, making that available for people because I think that's a a big problem uh, out there when. Uh, some folks wrap their careers up. So, all right, John. So thank you so much for taking the time. I, I really appreciate it. I know I was looking forward to, to speaking with you. You know, I look forward to reading more of your, your columns with uh, PI Magazine and uh, obviously uh, bounce ideas off one another. And uh, it was great to, to make the contact, which we did on LinkedIn, by the way, right? I, yes. I think that's yeah. how we made the uh, Well, the I, I, have to give you, I, I have to give you a shout out too, sir. When was that? Okay. Well, that's that's because uh, Chelsea was nice enough to give me an advanced copy of The Art of Investigating, and I yes. got to read your chapter. Oh. And uh, I got to tell you, nice stuff. You Thank had a you, nice sir. writing style there. Thank you. I'm and 
you you also had a good editor with Chelsea too. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I'm not going to tell you how many times we changed it. <laughs> but, well, that's I see that I, I saw that, and I I could tell that because you told me that ahead of time, so yeah, I knew that. Yeah. But uh, that is going to be a hell of a book, you know, the art of investigating when it comes out. Your chapter is a good chapter as it relates to Thank private you, investigations Thank and you. coming to it from a from a business standpoint, uh, as opposed to a grizzled old, you know, detective. And, uh, it just, it really was a nice chapter. And I wanted to give you that shout out before we hung up. I appreciate that. And that, that book I think is coming out in January, February. So I'll definitely get the word out be sure I'll, okay. you know, I'll get the word out when it comes out. So, uh, right. yeah. And just a little sidebar net before we, we finish up, I had two weeks to write that article, by the way, that, that, that chapter, <laughs> that's not an article. I had two weeks to write that chapter. So, oh, my own. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, all right, John. So, thank you so much and uh, thank you everybody for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode take care everyone thanks for checking out this episode we thank john for taking the time to share his experiences and how he became an education expert in the field now please check out his three book set how to rocket your private investigation business and consider subscribing to his weekly podcast my favorite detective stories and if you feel like you need help starting your business or it's time for a business Business analysis, visit picoach.com. That's picoach.com. We'll leave a link in the description. A special thanks to Satellite Investigations and ScopeNow.com for sponsoring this episode. Tune in next week when we welcome Bruce Sackman. Bruce Sackman talks about serial killer investigations in the medical field and his book, Behind the Murder Curtain. This one's a must listen. Now, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. On behalf of Matt Spare, thanks for downloading and subscribing to PI Perspectives.